Welcome to Jets Overtime. Eric Allen, Anthony Becht, and Quincy Anunua here in the Audi Performance Studio. The New York Jets moved to 6-9 and nine with a crazy win over the Washington Commanders. The final at MetLife Stadium, A.B., 30-28. to 28. It took Greg Zerline nailing a 54-yard field goal with five seconds remaining to decide it. Well, you know, number one, it's a nice finish, right? You got the W. Special teams came up big at the end. Uh, kind of a tale of two halves for offense and defense. Yeah. I mean, you came out blazing 17 points, I think, with eight minutes left in the first quarter. There were some really good play turnovers defensively. You got yourself in a really good position to really, like, throw this game, get this game at way out of, of depth to really for them to come back. But for some reason, somehow, there was a stall period. And at that point, the offense kind of stalled, and then – Washington all of a sudden picked up some steam, and it really didn't happen till Jacoby Brissett came in. And that's always difficult for a defense. you got two different quarterbacks. You're always trying to, you know, get back and forth, uh, figuring out what guy brings to the table. Jacoby Brissett clearly should have been the guy that started, but they didn't choose to go that route. But a lot of good things. For, you know, number one offensively you see right here, Brees Hall was a monster today. I said he'd get 100 yards. He was just under, but total yards, you know, close to 200 for the game. And he was doing things pretty much by himself a lot of the times, making guys miss and, and things of that nature. Defensively, a lot of good splash plays, which was nice to see as well. Turnovers were created. Uh, again, negative things you didn't like, penalties, four for four in the red zone. Uh, our, red, our, our third down offense wasn't great, but we shut their third down yeah. uh, offense down. So, again, it was a lot of pull, tug, give and take in this game, but they were able to sh uh, finish the deal. Q, yeah. I really like the Jets' start. Today, yeah. the last time we saw this team at MetLife Stadium, they had a 30-point second-half explosion against the Houston Texans. They took a 27-7 lead here at halftime Sunday afternoon, and Jermaine Johnson all over the place helping set up Tony Adams' interception. In fact, Jermaine comes back with the pump block. The first yeah. three offensive possessions for the Jets started in plus territory. Exactly. I mean, that's what you look for when you're talking about playing complementary football. Is the offense playing well, defense playing well, and special teams also coming up with plays, right? The pump block, the fumble recovery, just a lot of plays going well for the Jets in that first half. I think that's what really kind of helped them uh, look so good in the beginning, right? But then after, once that second half started, then you started to see some of those same tendencies that we saw before. And that's where they had to figure out, okay, how can we make sure that we win this game? And in the end, they figured out that they had the resolve to finish the game strong. A, before we, a. B., before we get to Caroline Hunter's shot with Garrett Wilson, what do you think about the response there at 28-27? to 27, The Jets force a punt, and the Trevor Simeon takes over, and he leads the team into position for that final kick. The big play on that drive was a short pass to Brees Hall. Yeah. Who do you yeah. expect? He gets 14 yards and puts the Jets in position to get a win. Oh, your two best players make big plays, Garrett. Right, uh, Wilson in that drive, and then also Brees Hall. And that was the difference. You gave it to your horses, and they made plays for you. They made people miss. They were able to get out in the open, get a couple extra yards, move the chains, and give you those snaps to get you closer so that Greg DeLay could get in position to make the kick. Uh, and he's been pretty much perfect throughout the season. He's been carrying the Jets' offense throughout the season. It's nice to see a, a couple games now where you see the offense scoring, get good field position, 
it's not as a not much of a struggle. You know, I, I wouldn't say early in the game watching the offense, there wasn't a lot of creativity, there wasn't a lot of concept pass uh, pass route wise, a lot of slants and just connecting and and just getting some completions, getting Simeon in a groove. But ultimately, that that combination of Brees Hall running the football effectively helped have that balance and keep you know Washington off off kilter a bit on defense. Let's go to the stadium right now. Here's Caroline Hendershot with Garrett Wilson. Here with wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Garrett, the Jets scored 27 points in that first half, something they haven't done since 2015. What was the chemistry out there today that was working so well in that first half? Um, I think we had our foot on the pedal. You know, we came out here with something to prove. Um, they were calling the stuff that made it seem like, you know, they're trusting in us. Um, and, and from that point on, it's like, go make the play. You know, and Brees was doing that, all the guys were making their plays. What did you think of Brees' performance today? 191 yards. The man was crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's the best in the league. Um, I can't wait for the whole world to know. Um, coming soon, though. You know, it, and this is just a glimpse of that. There's a lot more where that came from. He's special. Now, the second half a little bit slower. How does this Jets offense kind of regroup and find that groove that they had in that first half as they head into Thursday night football? Yeah, we got to keep that aggressiveness. We got to keep that uh, that foot on the pedal. You know, we can't take it off. Um, you know, it, it's tough because you, you kind of feel like you gave it away, and then all of a sudden, you you know, you luckily we win the game. But um, that should have never came down to that. we got to find a way to sustain it throughout the whole game. Awesome. Thanks for your time, G. Appreciate you, Caroline. Anthony, you talked about the horses. When the Jets are successful offensively, Brees Hall is getting a rock. Garrett Wilson's getting a rock. Yeah, they're touches. I mean, more than, the, more than not, they're going to be able to make a play at some point. Uh, a lot of short stuff for, for Garrett in this game. He had to make a couple of tough catches in traffic. Uh, you know, he didn't get a really a chance down the field. You would have liked to have seen a sluggo or a little stop and go in this game. They set it up enough right, Q. I mean, right. they ran enough slants. There's one of them. Yeah. Uh, but he made people miss today. And then Brees, obviously, he's just got such a good burst when he touches the ball, man. It's like a gliding speed machine. Something about it, man. It's, it's really none of that move is unbelievable. But, you know, listen, these guys are getting their touches. They should. I mean, it's been an up-and-down season offensively. These guys deserve more, and they were able to get it today. Q. Garrett was targeted 15 times, 9 receptions, 76 Ooh. yards. Brees Hall targeted 16 times in the past game, 12 receptions and 96 uh. yards. And then he also, Hall, had 20 carries for 95 yards on the ground. So nearly 100 yards on the ground and 100 yards receiving. Yeah, I mean, you got to feed your workhorses, right? And I think that's exactly what the Jets set out to do today. I think uh, Garrett Wilson made a comment earlier in the week that he needs 1,000 yards. So the Jets knew, okay, how can we make sure to get this guy the ball? This guy's going to make plays for us. Brees Hall is going to make plays for us. They're the two guys that have been consistent this year with making plays for this Jets team. And honestly, you know, with Trevor Simeon, you got to know where you got, where to go with the ball. Make the job easier on yourself, right? Know where you want to go, and that's what he did today. He started off very strong doing that, and you saw it. Time in and time out, those guys were making plays, coming up big for them. The Jets had a total yard advantage of 381 to 245, and they did have those three defensive takeaways. Tony Adams with the interception. You're talking about Quincy Williams who comes up with an interception. Then on special teams, Ashton Davis. Who else gets into the act as well? Let's bring in Ethan Greenberg from MetLife Stadium. Greens, it gets lost in the shuffle, but can you talk about Thomas Morstead's role on Greg Zerline's game winner? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I spoke with him in the locker room after the game just because I was a little curious. Like, everyone's going to focus on the kick, but Thomas Morstead and Thomas Hennessy, a big part of the kicking operation, of course, the long snapper and the holder. Thomas Morstead said, I just want to be a robot. That's what he wants to do. He goes through the same process for every kick, whether it's a 54-yard game-winning field goal, whether it's a 20-yard chip shot to give the Jets a lead early in the first quarter. And he said that what he does, he sits down, he gets in a stance, he makes sure all 11 are on the field, he makes sure they're in a good spot, and then he just goes through the process, and he said that he had no doubt that Greg Zerline was going to nail that field goal. And I said to him, like, how good of a kicker and consistent of a kicker is Greg Zerline, considering Thomas Morstead's been around this league for a long time. And Morstead said, well, he's only missed one field goal, right? It was a, I, and he was being a little tongue-in-cheek. He was like, I think it was a 52-yarder that might have hit off the post, but obviously Greg Zerline, a consistent New York Jet during his career, this two-year career with the green and white for the Jets today, came up huge, no doubt about it. Zerline and Morstead should both be going to the Pro Bowl. And how about special teams throughout this game? Jermaine Johnson getting the party started with the block punt, mm -hmm. and then Ashton Davis with the fumble recovery. Morstead was, in fact, in on there as, as far as getting in on Jameson Crowder. Yeah, that play was so bizarre, it felt like. Thomas Morstead, he felt like he had an angle to make a tackle. Kind of just like a body shield before the ball pops out and the Jets recover. Ashton Davis, simply put, is a magnet to the football. And he's doing a fantastic job throughout the course of the year. But I asked Thomas Morstead how he thought the Jets' punting unit was specifically because on that play, Jamison Crowder did have a 24-yard return. And Thomas Morstead said, you know, I don't feel like it was our best performance. I he said, I didn't feel like it was my best performance. He said that he specifically in that group is so accustomed to pinning teams back within their 10, within their 5-yard line that he thought there was meat on the bone. Obviously, there was a touchback that Justin Hardy seemed like he could have been in a position, but the ball really kicked off the MetLife turf right into the end zone. So overall, I think that when, you're, when you have a win, it makes things a lot easier to correct when you review the film. Thomas Morstead's been around this league a long time. He'd be the first one to say that. But overall, as a performance, the 54-yard field goal to win the game for the Jets from Greg Zerline kind of takes the cake. But Thomas Morstead said that he felt it was an up-and-down performance, which was a microcosm of this Jets performance overall. I like the contributions the Jets got from the young players today. Obviously, Brees Hall was the workhorse. Mm -hmm. Great game from him. But can you talk about Israel Abanaconda and him getting his most run in his NFL career? Yeah, well, the thing that I thought was so interesting, it felt like a lot of Izzy's carries were on that toss, whether at first to the right side and then a couple plays to the left. And I asked him in the locker room, I said, is that like an Izzy Abanaconda special to try to put the speed on display? And he said, honestly, I didn't know it was until the game happened. So he said that throughout the course of the week, the Jets didn't necessarily run that play a whole lot. But as it started to work for his first couple carries where you could see Abanaconda really hit the gap and show off the speed, the fresh legs as Robert Sala likes to say that play started to become a frequent one when Izzy was in the backfield and he said that he feels good he feels ready to contribute his most important goal is to help the team win which he did today but he still got the touchdown in the back of his mind his first score which if you're talking about rookie first scores Jason Brownlee was the guy that put mm -hmm. the Jets in the end zone early and that was his first touchdown Izzy still looking for his and he told me he'd be okay to wait till next season as long as it means that the Jets continue to win thanks Greens. A lot of big plays from the Jets today, so we have a lot 
of film to get to in our telestration segment. We're powered by Microsoft Surface, uh, Surface as always. Bottom line, Brees Hall got going in a big way. Let's start with the 36-yard scoring run cue. Yep, and uh, as a receiver, I'm always going to tell you that the receivers are the guys that we should be spotlighting on big runs. So I want you to just watch right here. This is a young guy, right? But he's doing the perfect technique. We tell these guys here, push up and then crack the safety. Why? Because most times, these corners do not want to make the play. They're out there on an island, and they don't want to get involved. So right here, you're going to see our guy right here, Gibson, push up. And then go get his guy. And I also want you to see just these other contact, contact, great blocks there. And then more contact there and leading the way for Brees Hall to make the score. I mean, the guy, obviously, when you create that big of a hole for him, he's going to score every Maybe time. They call those guys tight ends. They call those other guys tight ends. A pull kick out and a nice wrap around. And that's why I need With the receiver yeah. tight and it was really nice. Yeah. And that was, that I like was that play call, having Rucker. That was textbook. Mind you, yes, at a fullback. We just talked about it this that morning, right? That was textbook. Right? Okay, textbook. So now let's get to Garrett Wilson because Garrett Wilson. that guy is deadly and seems like He's some options here in the middle. Yeah, so here I'm going to assume it's an option. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say I know, but you got, you got this here, got this here, this here, and this here. What they're doing here is to have it be a situation where it's one-on-one -on -one against the mic. Now you have him in space against a guy that's not usually having a guy as quick as him in space. So boom, I'm getting out. I know I don't have to do anything extra. And watch the move. I'm going to show you the opposite side, but this guy is just so good with the ball. Just get him the ball, and he's going to make it happen every time. Watch his backside. Just wait until you see him make this. The awareness, right? Like, mm. I'm stopping it here because most guys are going to make this decision to go here, right? Or they're going to go right here. He knows this guy is right behind him and does a great job. Whew, and giving you extra yards. Maybe you like watching him with the yak. Yeah, that's nice. Ball security, right? Tuck that thing away. He gets <laughs> a little loose. Coach. I know he's trying to get all that those yards he can, but... Uh, uh, how far has Quincy come with the uh, with the stick game? I mean, I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah. popping and going to clearance. Next I was like, man, this is. Minutes, I thought right? I was watching ESPN. Hey, there. Hey, I was like, my hey, man's hey, over. I was like, you. good stuff. <laughs> All right, let's flip it to the defensive side of the ball. Quincy Williams. Yeah, I yeah. I think he should be going to the Pro Bowl. Man, he does everything defensively. Absolutely. So you're going to have the Texas right here. That's kind of hard for some linebackers to cover. They're not always able to change direction. But Quincy Williams is a different breed, right? So he's here, right here. Running back can't keep his feet. Guess what? I'm going to get it. And nice hands, too. A lot of these linebackers this, this year just not have done a good job of getting picks. So it was good to see him almost falling, still able to make the play. And that was a big play for this defense. Quincy Williams, eight PDs entering this game. He had two today, including that interception. Our own Caroline Hendershot talked to Quincy after the game. Here with Quincy Williams. Quincy, two PDs, two quarterback hits, an interception. You were having a day today, but take me through what you saw on that interception. Um, the biggest thing is trusting my coaches. We had a game plan where it's like it's gonna be right here. So first time got it. He didn't. Uh, they didn't throw it. They threw it to the other side. So I got a little discouraged. Seeing it again, he threw it to the other side. So I'm like, all right now, Rudy, we're gonna have to switch this up. And he was like, just trust the process, trust the coaching. It's gonna be there. So got to look again. I was like, all right, this the one right here. So uh, baited him outside. He took the inside route. He slipped. I didn't slip. Ball out break, and uh, got the pick. So that's the biggest thing, just trusting my process, trusting my coaching. How hyped were you when you realized, okay, the ball's in my hands and I got the interception? Oh, I was extremely happy. <laughs> I wasn't even worried about getting to the end zone. I ain't see nothing else but making sure I secured this ball. <laughs> it's my first run of my career, actually. So 
that was the biggest thing. Then my dad's here. He don't really get to come to a lot of games. Actually, his first game this season. Um, my younger brother, my baby brother's here, and his ne my nephew's here also, my little sister here. So just putting on for my fam, it's kind of like what they wanted for Christmas. How special was that to be able to do that and have that kind of career interception for you, but also your family today? It was very huge. The biggest, yeah. it's like, it's a blessing. Um, so I didn't really ask for a lot for Christmas, but I needed that pick, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was on my Christmas list. <laughs> no, what did you like out of the defensive performance today? In the first half specifically, it felt like you guys were having a really – you were giving Sam Howell a really hard time. Um, really, the biggest thing was uh, throughout the week, uh, CJ talked about vision, preparation, and then also our style. So um, throughout the week, the main focus is going 1-0. And, oh. and then throughout the week also is the preparation to go 1-0. And, oh. and then on game day, on Sundays, it's your style. So like all your preparation up, what you see. So like now it's time to show that style. So I felt like we held up to that. And then we got a new quarterback, um, came to the sideline, changed a few things uh, just because the type of quarterback we we're going to get. So um, came out. And I felt like we responded good, especially uh, towards the end, focused on finishing. Okay, how do you take this momentum that you guys kind of gained here and turn it around on this quick week for Thursday night football against the Cleveland Browns? I feel like we took it. I don't feel like we gained it. So the biggest thing with that is, through, well, we're having a short week is mostly your body. So uh, a lot of region knocks. We also got Christmas tomorrow. So get spending time with our family. Then coming back to the facility, making sure we get our region so we can be full speed on Thursday. And then also letting our coaches handle the game plan and just trusting them that with a short week, trusting the game plan. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Quincy. Thanks for having me. As Quincy Inunua just said off camera, damn, the Jets are going to be playing in four days. Not much time to get your bodies right for that Thursday night showdown against the Cleveland Browns, who, oh, by the way, are throwing out Joe Flacco, and Flacco is playing well for them. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's start with our report cards. I went with a B offensively. Anthony goes C, Quincy, B, A-B? Yeah, you know, not a lot of flow, positive flow in the game. There's more guys making plays, right? Individual efforts. Breeze, we talked about Garrett. I thought Trevor did a good job. He did some silly things at some times with a couple of the penalties, uh, with intentional grounding. Again, you get in those tricky spots, you got to have that plan and be prepared. But again, just, you know, staying away from the, the, the back-breaking plays he did not do. And, uh, you know, when they needed a drive at the end, he was able to provide that. So that's the leadership. That's what you want out of your quarterback to put your special teams in a place to make a kick. Yeah, I thought, you know, offensively, like you said, that was actually a good point that there a lot of guys made a lot of individual efforts. Right. And that's what led to some scores. But I think also there was a lot of uh, good team offense team playing, right? And I think that's why we were grading them. If I was just grading in terms of play calling, that would be different. But just in terms of those guys going out there and competing, not making too many big mistakes, I gave them a B. You know, that's kind of like my baseline. Nearly 400 yards total offense. It's a big step for this Jets unit. And I know they were playing Washington, but hey, they got the job done, especially early. If they wasted those opportunities against Washington, Maybe this game goes another way. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, uh, you know, B minus for me. Uh, again, um, you know, for most of the game, they played well. They created turnovers. And I think the number one thing they did was Sam Howell was never comfortable in the pocket. Mm. And that just threw him off. I mean, his numbers were atrocious. Right. Arguably one of his worst games that he played. Uh, but again, then they, uh, Jacoby Brissett came in and it came, you know, was it just overwhelming? Where they had, you know, they really had to hold the fort down a lot. And they had to do that the whole season, yeah. quite frankly. And, and that helped the offense, too, because there were a lot of, you know, Hunts where they had to make stops and, and, and stop drives. So, you know, again, Washington was able to make some plays, but but sealing the game is the most important thing. Like they got the drive on offense, they sealed it on defense, and again, providing turnovers for the offense in shorter field is huge. Do uh, yeah, I think I was riding high off the wing. No, I'm just playing. No, I think I think those guys, I think they play a pretty good game. You talk about from the beginning, the reason why the Jets' offense was able to score was because they were put in great position because of defense and special teams. So, uh, offensive, defensively, those guys were putting them in those positions. And in the second half, they were kind of put in awkward positions because of the offense. You know, there was a turnover. There was different things that then caused Jacoby Prissett, who's as a guy that he didn't study for, to go out there and perform the way he did. So it just made it a little more challenging. I gave them an A. Uh, you know, the lowest I probably would have gone is A minus. I think they did a great job. Really kind of put a lot of pressure on Sam Howell. Made it really hard for him. If Jacoby Brissett wasn't in the game, I probably would have gave them an A plus just just off the strength of that. I go B. I thought they set the tone. You guys mentioned it with the the turnovers early. I thought Jermaine Johnson was such a force early in this ball game. Um, but on the other side of the coin, disappointing as far as what happened there in the second half when there was that change in momentum on, on the Simeon interception. Jets going in to really put a stranglehold on the, that game. It was 27-7. to You're inside the 10-yard line. Jacoby Brissett comes into the game after the pick. He leads three consecutive uh, scoring drives. But bottom line, very good on third down, the three takeaways. So a B for this defense that has such a high standard special teams wise. Yeah, if you block a punt and, and make a game winning field goal, I mean that that's yeah. an A effort. You could have maybe gotten a plus out of it, but man, they did their job. Turnover again, too. come in and, and do their thing. You know, so uh, when you put points on the board, when you can make, you know, change the game, the field position, all that stuff is huge. Punting was good. You know, it said Morstead there trying to make a tackle, trying, I stress, but uh, puts his fist up. I didn't even know how to describe that play. Puts his Ethan fist before. up as if he made the play happen, but well, really the ball. In a, in well, listen, listen, I'm going to say this, though. Uh, if we could run that play back at the end, right, Morstead actually did a great job because the angle that he took, now I'm not going to give him too much credit, but the angle that he took caused uh, Jameson Crowder to come back inside the field. Set an edge? Yeah. And because <laughs> he came back inside the field, that's why he ended up I yelled my DNs all year long this year. I couldn't get him to set the edge. And yeah, Morstead got it. Clip that tape out for me, too. I got to yeah. bring that to, to camp this he year. He did what he needed to do. <laughs> I said a B-plus because I cheated a little bit because Ethan talked to Morstead after the game. He said, you know, we could have done a couple better things as far as the coverage is concerned. But even the one where Jamo springs it up the sideline, they get a takeaway on that. B plus Zerline, Morstad, vote him to the Pro Bowl right now. After the game, the winning quarterback, Trevor Simeon, talked to our own Bob Wischusen. Trevor, how'd that feel? Uh, it was fun. It was fun down the stretch. Uh, ugly for a little bit there. Started fast, obviously, and then kind of we disappeared for a little bit, but uh, tremendous resolve uh, by our group. Defense battled their tails off. Um, yeah, but, but great resolve, and it starts with our head coach and uh, just a gritty, gritty group, gritty win. Uh, for you as a veteran quarterback, you've run two-minute drills before. How secure and calm are you able to stay in a two-minute drill 
when you know you don't have to get your kicker real close for him to make it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You said it. Greg is, I think, one of the best. Uh, he's proved that all year. So that gives you a little bit of confidence in the back of your mind that, you know, the line is probably further than it is for most. Um, but, yeah, I think just seeing those situations over, you know, my career, you, you see enough of them and you're bound to kind of figure it out at some point. So um, this time it worked out. And you personally, first time you've started a game and gotten a win since 2017. And that that has to feel pretty good for you, I would imagine. Yeah, it feels good. But, I mean, just to win. You know, just being a part of wins in this league, uh, you never take them for granted. The, those moments in the locker room, there's nothing like them. And, I mean, it's the same when I came in the league as it is now. Um, it's like a high you can never get anywhere else is being with the guys and enjoying those moments. So um, I'll cherish this one for sure. Enjoy it. Have a great holiday. Thanks, Bob. Congrats to you, Trevor Simeon, the fourth Jets starting quarterback this season. His first win since 2017. Let's to get to socially speaking right now. CJ Uzama supporting his teammate Greg the Zer- uh, Greg the Zerline. Greg the Lag. Legatron. You're the best. My man. Getting on Twitter right at <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Saw us after the game. A win is a win. <laughs> Big dog. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's been a meme going around this week, yeah, guys. I, I know. That. Yeah, I've noticed that. Too. I know you guys are old. It's okay. I have <laughs> noticed it. Have noticed it. <laughs> You're taking shots here? <laughs> the team's still the dub. Great. Oh, I'm assuming that was tagged on to the actual Hey, did you, yeah, did yeah. you see Jets, that one this week? I, the Jets, listen, the Jets uh, social team, they yeah. right up there. The Chargers might be, you know. All right, competing. take it easy, Quincy. This is Christmas. I'm be competing with them. All right, let's go inside the locker room. Here is Robert Sala. <laughs> Couple things. One, they're never easy. They're never easy. But way to battle back, get yourself back on back on the track. Defense in four minutes to get the ball back. Offense to go down and get the field goal. Break the leg. All right, look, you guys got the schedule, all right? Make sure you take time to take care of your body tomorrow. All right, quick turnaround. We got Cleveland on Thursday. Enjoy it for a quick second. All right, and uh, for all of you guys, man, Merry Christmas. I love every single one of y'all. We earned this one. We earned this one. Don't let anyone say differently, all right? Break it down. All right, time for our final takeaways here on Christmas Eve. Anthony Becht is going to be catching a plane momentarily. Quincy is going to go home, spend some time with his family. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, bottom line, Jets got two or three now. You go back to the Texans game, obviously, Disappointing outcome in Miami last week, but they took care of business today uh, in a seesaw affair at MetLife Stadium. Well, you know, primetime game, okay? You're getting to play against some players that you know, and, uh, you know, I think coming out of this one, uh, you want to look good, right? Nobody ever wants to look bad, so you you, got to follow up a W with a good performance next week, and I think it comes with offensively just, you know, Sharpen up the, the, the tool shed a little bit. Again, ride your weapons, ride your horses. You know, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And again, turnovers are huge. Flacco, as much as they're winning, the last two guys, I believe Flacco has six picks mm. in these last two wins, mm. which, okay, his numbers are big, but man, he's, he's going to give you a couple. Go get them. 
and, and, and shorten the field down for your But offense. that's an outstanding defense you're going to be facing, yeah. conversely, oh, yeah. as far as the Jets' offense. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. I mean, I'm a big fan of Amari Cooper. You know, that's a guy that continues to come in, in and out, week in and week out. He puts on puts on the film how talented he is. They talk about Mike Evans is one of the most underrated guys. But honestly, Amari Cooper is that guy. It's going to be a challenge. It was a challenge last year. It'll be a challenge again this year for these two DBs uh, on the Jets' side. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. Joe Flacco knows this defense, so he might be giving them a little bit of tips. You know, he's gonna, he might know some guys' tendencies. So it's going to be a good game. It's a primetime game. These guys got to go out there and make sure that they're playing their best game. We'd be remiss if we didn't close with uh, this from the New York Post today. Brian Costello wrote an article. He talked to Jets chairman Woody Johnson, and he told him of his intentions to keep everybody here. That means that Robert Sala will be back in 2024. Joe Douglas back in 2024. Um, that was the quote expressing his confidence and the Jets' leadership structure as they move ahead, A.B. Yeah, you know, they know where, where they stand. So uh, let, let's start pressing forward, finish strong, get the pieces you need, and get the health of our players back, especially our quarterback, and, and let's see what happens. So finish strong. That's the biggest thing. Finish strong. Everybody needs to finish strong this uh, end of the year. Merry Christmas uh, from everybody here at One Jets Drive. Uh, we've enjoyed it. We will be back Thursday night. It's the Jets and the Browns, but the Jets move to 6-9 with a wild win over the Washington Commanders. The final from Matt Life today, 30.